You're listening to the Virtual World Society podcast. For this episode, we invited Athena Demos, co-founder and CEO of Big Rock Creative and a multi-award winning XR producer. To get involved with our organization, head over to virtualworldsociety.org. What is going on, everybody? It is Maxwell with the Virtual World Society podcast. Very excited and honored to be here today with Athena Demos, co-founder and CEO of Big Rock Creative and a multi-award-winning XR producer, a very multifaceted individual who has done so many things in this industry and so many things in the creative industries. Thank you so much, Athena, for agreeing to be on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Max, for inviting me. I am honored to be here. I love everything that the Virtual World Society is doing. Well, the Virtual World Society loves everything that you are doing in the creative arts. I am very curious, when it comes to XR technologies and acting and producing and and theater and, and combining all of these things together, how did you get started in the technologies? Was it the art that came first or was it the tech that came first? Actually, it was the community that came first. It was the need to bring community together that got me into XR. So one of the other things that I did for many years, many, many years, was I was one of the regional contacts or ambassadors for Burning Man to Los Angeles. And I organized a lot of large-scale events for the Los Angeles Burning Man community and did it whatever I could to bring the community together through big events in downtown LA to a film festival we did at the Egyptian theater uh, and helping to sponsor art. So when COVID hit and it hit hard, it shut everything down. So myself as an actress, myself as a producer, myself as an event coordinator, all of that stuff got shut down. And the Burning Man community was you know, sort of like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We can't get together. We can't like do our pilgrimage to the desert. And I had years ago, uh, 2015, had started a little virtual project, um, but it was really single player. It was more of an archival tool and it didn't really go anywhere because there wasn't that immediate need to fill. So the uh, gentleman I worked with then uh, connected with a good friend of mine, Doug Jacobson, who's now my business partner. And they uh, uploaded that project to the Altspace platform. Uh, Altspace community was a lot like the Burner community, had a lot of the same community standards. The vibe was very much the same. So it made sense to upload it to that particular platform. And next thing you know, we were like live and running and up and ready to go. So I reached out to the Burning Man office and was like, hey, we have this virtual offering. We want to present it to the community. And this is what we want to do. So it was all about community. That's how I got into technology, was fulfilling the needs of the community. And then I had to go on a tear to learn everything. I learned In the last three years, I've learned so much about technology and understanding it so that I could have conversations with developers, with world builders, with modelers, with artists, help bridging the gap between the two, bringing people together, 
helping to explain what we're doing to the Burning Man office, which really is not easy. And, and then after the first year, we were so successful in building community that the community didn't want to stop. Everybody wanted us to leave the worlds open. And other companies, including Microsoft, whose platform we were on, Altspace, wanted us to build things for them. And that's how the business came about. Then it was like, oh, well, now we have an actual like business with clients and we're building things for people. People are paying us to do this. It's not just a labor of love anymore. It's a labor of love and a career. And so I got to take my skill sets from large scale event producing, which it's just the virtual version. I just don't have to like pull permits and get porta potties. We still put porta potties in, but you don't really need them. Um, we still do it. But uh, so I took that skill set. My skill set is a production manager for television and film and the understanding of the um, video visual medium. And, and then my work as an actress, being able to have stage presence, to talk on podcasts, to explain ideas in a succinct way that gets the point because all these skills all of a sudden melded together. And this is where I sit today. Your journey into this industry is really amazing, especially the needs of the people. I mean, you truly met the needs of the people when it came to COVID and the pandemic kind of shutting a lot of things down. And I'm sure individuals in that community really had a had a craving for it. And it's amazing to see all the different backgrounds everybody came in through through technology. And that production background, I can imagine that helped you tremendously when it came to putting all of the pieces together with virtual reality, because there's a lot to do. You have to build the environments. You have to make sure the environments are sound. You have to make sure where they are, the locations that they're located on. You're using Unity the right way, and you're using the uploader tool. And you have to check all of these different boxes and people who want to be more like you, who who want to get into producing events and being in production in virtual reality. Do you think that that's a good background to start in is pulling from the reality side of things, the reality side of producing? Absolutely. Producing is producing. Producing is about putting together a team and helping to get the gears well-oiled in that machine so that the team can function at its best, making sure each piece is there so that it is humming along. That's what producers really do. And then motivating that team, motivating the team to excel and do more and explore and knowledge share with each other so that you're not just radically self-reliant, but you're also gaining skills to make you more radically self-expressive. That's what producers really do. I'm not, I, I, I do event production and I do event production in virtual reality, but what I'm doing is making sure that the overall scope of the project is relayed to each team member so that they can best do their part of the project so that it gets done successfully. Yeah. You sound like a leader when it comes to being a a producer. I've noticed I've noticed this a lot in every career that I've been in. It doesn't matter if it's virtual reality, 
I was in radio for a number of years, voiceover, doesn't matter. I've had bosses and then I've had leaders. And it sounds like you are a leader because you're inspiring people, you're motivating people. In this, in this business, it, it feels like this business thrives a lot better from leadership. You know, the, the, the technology thrives a lot better uh, from leadership. So all of these different skills, do you think that a huge variety of people can involve, get involved with uh, virtual reality considering it seems like there's a lot of transferable skills? Uh, you say a producer is a producer. Is it the same in, like, uh, can a doctor be a doctor? Can a doctor in real life be a good doctor in virtual reality and then, and then so on? Absolutely. And by the way, thank you, Max, for identifying myself as a leader. I really appreciate that. I think humanity functions better when there's leaders, but not when there's solo leaders. You know, everyone needs, the, one of the things that we have in the Burning Man community that I love is a duocracy. Those that do lead, and you don't always lead. Sometimes it's not your art project that gets built. Sometimes it's somebody else's art project that's built that gets built. So people that were on the team now become leaders, and then the next year somebody else does it. And that sort of movement within leadership and the supporting team is what creates such a successful uh, community such as Burning Man, which is an incredibly successful community, over 35 years of successful community. So thank you for that. Um, and to your question, yes, if you are a doctor, if you are a lawyer, if you are a... Um, if you like doing quilting, which by the way is like the oldest form of com computer uh, stitch work. Anyway, that's goes back the computer history museum and you start learning about where all this came from. You're like, oh my God, that's an amazing skill. Quilting is an amazing skill. So weaving is an amazing skill. All of those things I do believe can get translated into technology. There, I the largest and fastest growing uh, segment of XR is healthcare. Training nurses and doctors, training hospital technicians, um, learning new forms of surgery, sharing uh, information and ideas. But there's also helping people with mental health uh, problems through XR therapies. Which is, which is uh, one of my favorite things to learn about, uh, to see how we can use XR technologies to help us get out of our own way, out of the traps that we're in, in our, in our brains. Um, I got really interested in following the work in psychedelics for the exact same reason. And now XR and psychedelics are converging and I'm like, amazing what we're able to do it's i'm going to make this reference it's like the matrix where you plug in you put this thing on your head and then you go learn a new skill or you get your brain reprogrammed so that you can function better and be the best of who you are i believe that these metaverse worlds that i'm very much part of building 
give us a proving ground for becoming the best that we can be as individuals and then as a community and ultimately to evolve into humanity. Because I don't believe that we're humanity yet. Humanity is a group of human beings. And in order to be a human being, you must be a humane being. And to be a humane being, you must be kind, you must be empathetic, you must care. And we do the best that we can as homo sapiens, but it takes conscious cognitive thought to really be that way. And we practice and we practice and we practice, but we still have the fear that in this physical world, in this meat space that I like to call it, something bad can happen to us, that our life is on the line. In the digital space, our life is not on the line. We can be safely at home in a room where no one else is, that we can feel safe physically, and then try our best at being the kindest person that we can be in the digital space, work together with communal effort, try a project, fail at it, and not have the consequences that might happen in the physical world. And that ongoing trying, which is something that the Burning Man community is really great at, you don't have to be a professional artist to build a giant piece of art. You just do it. You don't have to know how to weld before you decide that you're going to make this huge art car. Take a welding class, figure it out, get some friends together, find a decent structural welder to get on your team, but you're all going to build it together. You can't do that in the regular world, but you can do that at Burning Man and you can do it in spades in the digital world. You can build something and all the pixels can fall apart and it doesn't matter because you can do it again. I love when you talk about community because it gives me a lot of hope and it gives me a lot of inspiration because of all the different people that are involved in XR technologies and the different backgrounds that we that we come from. I was never involved myself uh, heavily in, in XR technology. It, this happened in the past five years. You know, mm -hmm. I, I started my own media company with a, a couple of partners. We made a deal with Oculus. Oculus wanted help creating original content. And after that, I kind of became obsessed, started using it in my classroom. I was a professor, a voice actor, all these different things. And every single time, every time, it always came back to me having a craving for community. And there were a lot of industries that it, it, it didn't necessarily feel like that. And with AWE that just happened, at first, I want to get your your thoughts on just what you thought of AWE in general this year and how it evolved over the years. But how do you think the community in XR has changed? Do you think that it's gotten bigger and do you think that it's gotten better? I don't know that I'm the person that could actually answer that question because I've only been in XR for three years. November 2021 was the first time that I went to AWE and absolutely fell in love with it. It was the most amazing family reunion that I had ever been at of any conference I'd, I'd gone to. Um, I used to uh, do the E3 conferences all the time. And uh, what was the other one that I did? Mm, SIGGRAPH. 
which is uh, visual effects, and then CES. So I would, I there were these conferences that I went to regularly, and then I got into XR and I started doing the XR conferences, and it was like these people are amazing. The other thing that I found amazing, all the women in XR, because XR is very much about community building. It's not just Silicon Valley tech bros. It's not, and I don't even feel like the men that are in XR are like that stereotype. You know, everyone has this, let's do this together. There's no way of building any of this by yourself. You just you just can't. Like this year at AWE, we won Best Indie Creator. And I got up on stage and I said, all of you are indie creators. Even these gigantic companies, you all started as indie creators. Everybody has to pull together a team and just, you know, scrape it out with blood, sweat, and tears until you finally make a... MVP and then a POC and then you work your way through all the acronyms and maybe somebody gives you funding and then you actually get to sell your technology like that whole process that birthing of something brand new and XR is like birthing a playground for humanity to happen everyone's excited to be part of it there's tons of women there's you know incredible people and I was just blown away by the by the whole community. It was nothing like I'd ever been part of. And then it was same, same, but different. The energy that creative, uh, figure it out, hackathon energy uh, was present at AWE uh, and more so than any other conference I'd been to. And that type of what are we going to do next year? energy uh i feel at burning man every year so that's why i said it was same same but different and it's so exciting i absolutely love it so i've been to three awes and we have um uh, won awards at two of them yeah yeah we're very excited but now this is so funny i joke with uh doug about this because you know Everyone loves winning a trophy, but we're like, okay, so which one are we going to apply for next year? Yeah. It's like, we don't, we don't want to win the same way. Like, okay, we got social impact. We got best indie creators. Like, what are we going to do next year? So we're already looking at the list. Like, what are we going to apply for? Yeah. It's amazing to see the different awards that you've won. And I, and I, I couldn't agree more. I love to see the amount of women that are involved in the XR technology field. And that that was great because I, I was on the, uh, you know, you remember that first day uh, where you had like the main hall where Ori and Bar was speaking and everybody was everybody was there. We were all bunched into this one room and we didn't even mind, too. We were just hugging each other and saying hi. And I saw so many people that I had never met in person before where I'm like, I've seen your avatar 30 times. And finally, now I'm yeah. seeing your real life face. And there was such a variety of people people from all different races from genders identities everything and it was it was beautiful and i loved to see it it wasn't just a floor of straight white men which is in some <laughs> industries that's what you see that's what you see you know and maybe one woman and uh, you know it, it's just it's 
there was such a variety of people, and I think that that's a really beautiful thing. And your awards that you have that you have won, you know, your company does does amazing things. Do you think that there is a particular reason why? And I and I want you to brag in this instance. I, I really want you to brag in this instance. There is a why to 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 you winning these awards what 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 is your why uh, as as far as how your company uh has able to become so successful I really believe that the reason why we've won so many awards and we have been so successful is the amazing team that we have put together. Doug and I could not have won any of those awards on our own. But because we have so many amazing people that are excited about creating innovation and doing things differently. You know, Doug and I started going to Burning Man in, he started going in 98, I started going in 99. We've been doing this a long time. It is in our blood, it is in our being. Those 10 principles are something that we seed into every project that we do. How can we be radically inclusive? How can this project be more radically inclusive? What is the communal effort of this? How can everybody radically express themselves? Lots of times when you put together a project, you have your creative director and your producer, and they this is the way it's going to be. But when you're more open to the skill sets that your team members have, you're more likely to adjust that project to bring out the best in everyone, which ultimately makes this incredible project. And so I would say our access and our ability to work within team is what makes our company so strong. And direction, Doug is an amazing creative director. He's got a great eye and a great vision. And I am really good at putting pieces of the puzzle together. I worked for eight and a half years as a production manager for an Oscar award-winning documentary film company called Mariah Films. And a lot of it was, you know, what archive do we need to pull from? Make sure that my associate producers have what they need. What, you know, all these little pieces of the puzzle and putting them all together and then keeping track of it. And then when that project is done, I still have to keep track of those pieces because I might use them in this project too. And that, that people person, that web weaving, the web weaving is one of my superpowers. Picking large amounts of chaotic minutiae and putting it in order. It makes total sense that you would win all those awards with how you run things. Because I, I like what you said, too, about how in some instances there's a director, there's a producer, and that's it, right? The the methodology, how things work are how things work, and they're going to stay that way. But your openness to change, to adjust, to adapt in a team environment 
I, I feel as though it could be a study at university in collaboration between different people and the ultimate collaboration in which people can be the best versions of themselves. There's It, it reminds me very much of the TV show Ted Lasso. I don't know if you've uh, seen Oh, yes. Great, great show. And Ted, great show. Ted says... Um, you know, I, I'm not necessarily, I don't necessarily care about winning or losing. I want to make these young people be the best version of themselves. And what's really brilliant about that is if they're the best version of themselves, they're more likely to win. So yes. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a secret weapon in a, in a way, which is exactly what you're doing with your, with your organization and, and starting this and, and building this. And it really is amazing to see. I, I, I love that methodology. When you look at some of the great producers in Hollywood, where you're like, God, I love their movies and I love their, like Ted Lasso and, you know, iconically Star Wars, you know, and you look at these and you're like, ah, oh, these, you know, this producer, you know, George Lucas did this. And I'm like, well, but he didn't, but he had the director of photography he liked using. He has a visual effects studio and the people that he likes using. He, he's a producer he put all the pieces of the puzzle together and then allowed everyone to excel to create art that is what a really good producer does you know so it's not boss down it's not a job it's being part of something larger than yourself and seeing it to a successful finish yeah there are a lot of young women in this industry that I am sure can learn so much from you and can learn so much from the way that you do things, the organization that you've built, and can be inspired by that. And what would you say to them when given that opportunity to to talk to young women in the industry that are kind of coming up and are inventing and creating and, and developing? And what would you say to them that helped you tremendously on your own journey, your path to this amount of success? Don't wait for someone's permission. Just do it. This is an industry where you can make anything out of absolutely nothing. If there is something that you want to try and you want to do, do it. If you can't do it yourself and you shouldn't do it yourself anyway, put a team together of really incredible people and do it together and just make it happen. You got a great idea, run with it. Remember, life is a duocracy and people will follow those that do. Yeah. That is beautiful. So much so to that I have goosebumps. <laughs> and I love that. And I think that that is great advice of you need to do it. You need to go forward. You need to get motivated and create these projects and, and, these, uh, and these inventions. And I didn't know anything when I started about XR. I really didn't. I'm the type of woman that has to call somebody to come over to reprogram my remote control because it's not connected to my television anymore. Like I'm, I am a community builder and I applied the skills that I had and what I knew to technology. And you can do that. Whatever skill set you have, you can apply to technology. And now is a really exciting time because you can learn any program for free online. You want to learn Unity? 
go for it. Classes are there. YouTube, you, you just go to Unity's website. They give you all the information you need to learn their program. Blender, Unreal, you name it. I could just go through all these programs. You want to learn any of them? You want to learn Python and do go into programming? All of that is free for you. All you need is a computer. And even if you don't have a computer, you can do it on your phone. Lots of libraries in uh, major cities actually have technology labs, places you can go and try out programs or check out time on a 3D printer or a laser printer. You don't have to own this equipment. It's accessible and available to you. Uh, like the library in downtown LA has an amazing lab where you can get your hands dirty with this technology. Well, Athena, you serve as such a great inspiration in this industry, not only to young women, but all to all of us that are involved in this community. And I hope and pray that you continue to do what you do, because the bigger this community gets, the more incredible projects that we'll be able to create. And that's at the Virtual World Society exactly what we what we want. So thank you for all that you do. And thank you for your time today talking to me. I have a question for you, Max. What in XR are you most excited about? Oh, man. They, even that question alone gives me goosebumps. What in XR am I most excited about? I am thrilled that anybody can get into this industry now. It used to be so difficult to get involved with innovative technologies. And now I can go online and if I have a Unity question, I can just look it up. And there are a thousand people who will offer me the answer completely for free, on their own time, with their own effort. So not only is the community great, but also the technology is so much more accessible. And accessibility with virtual reality, augmented reality, artificial intelligence is something that I strive for and something that I truly, truly want. Because as somebody who's been a teacher for many years, a professor at a number of universities for many years, and who at the beginning saw the pandemic show me that I had students that barely had good Wi-Fi. Like, are you kidding me? And now to see this accessibility increase, that's what excites me. Well, thank you so much for uh, for coming on the podcast and absolutely want to have you on again because there are so many different things that we can talk about. But thank you again for your time and you are inspiration. And you can listen to the Virtual World Society anywhere you go uh, on the podcast. Thank you so much again and we will see you next time. All right.